We are going to find ourselves starting out in Psalm 90 this morning. Psalm 90, and I want to be right up front with you. I have uh, three messages in my Bible. I do not know where the Lord's going to lead. I was studying last night and uh, had been working and was studying earlier this week and had been praying about what the Lord would have for us to, to find ourselves in. And, and uh, I do know this is where he wants us to start. As you think about Psalm 90, as you think about this portion of Scripture right here, and Isaiah 6, 8, this is our Vision Sunday, Given. That's what we're emphasizing, given. And if I were to ask you this question this morning, uh, are you given to the Lord? You would have to answer that. Uh, you'd have to answer that specifically right this very moment. Am I given to the Lord? What does it mean to be given to the Lord? Does it mean, you know, are you talking about being sold out? Are you talking about being surrendered? Are you talking about being separated and set apart? And, and just whatever, Lord, you have for me given, I'm talking about being all in. I'm talking about, yes, all of those right there. As you think about being given to the Lord, whenever the Lord begins to deal with you and begins to deal with your own heart and begins to guide you and direct you, it doesn't matter where He's going to send you because you've already told Him yes. It doesn't matter what He's going to call you to do because you've already told Him yes. It doesn't matter what He's going to have for you concerning stretching your faith because you've already come to the place in your life where you said, Lord, I am willing to follow you. You remember Peter said that. Peter said, Lord, I'll follow you. Peter, you're going you're to deny me. No, Lord, I would never do that. And I understand. You think about in Scripture different people who are just all in, all in all for God. We looked at Joshua this morning for just a few moments. And you think about different individuals in Scripture that were just given to the Lord. Psalm 90, notice what the Bible says. As you come to this portion of Scripture, we're going to look at just a few verses. Verse 9, the Bible says, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is there strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Verse number 12. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. As you come to Psalm 90 in the very beginning, for all our days are passed away. As you think about this right here and speaking of our lives, as it speaks of being passed away, turned from or away from or something or someone, it's speaking here. And as you come to this portion of Scripture, I ask you this question, and I want you to think on this question the rest of the day. I want you to think on this question, what are you going to do with the rest of your days? What are you going to do with the rest of your days? Right at this very moment, as you think, maybe as you, every single one of us are in a different phase of life, you know, as you begin to highlight, you know, certain things that you'd like to accomplish. Maybe you have some goals that you begin to set in motion and you say, you know, I'd like to, to go here before, you know, I die and I'd like to do this before I die. I'd like to have this before I die. And all the, the, the question being asked, what are you going to do the rest of your days? What are you going to do with those days? Are you going to travel? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And I would urge you to think about that. And I would urge you to think on this right here. Will you determine to be given to God? What are you going to do with the rest of your days? Well, I'm going to go here, okay? I'm going to have this, okay? I'm going to do this, okay? But let me ask you this. Are you willing to be given to God the rest of your days? What does that mean? I mean, be sold out to God. Whatever He has for you. You say, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm, I'm on the back, back end of this. And so, you know what, I just don't know. No, no, no. God desires that every single one of us this morning would say, Lord, with the rest of my life, all the days of my life, Lord, whatever length of time I have left, yes, I'll be given. I'll be given. As you think about these verses here, for all our days are passed away. In thy wrath we spend our years as a tale that is told. 
I have some books of different individuals throughout history and some that were preachers, some that are presidents, some that were just individuals throughout history that might have been businessmen or, or you know, were, were wealthy or had this or that about them, but people that were unique in regard. And as you go and you look through certain books, you'll begin to see early on in those books that it begins to highlight every single one of those childhoods. This individual grew up here, and they came from this, and they did this, and they were a part of this, and, and this was their family structure, and this is what it looked like, and this was their daily living, and all of them have a different story at the very beginning. Now you begin to go with the generic stuff in those books, and some of them, it might say this child was raised in a, in a Christian home, and they went to this church, and they, you know, they grew up in, in this, and, you know, and so it begins to give some generic details. And In a few of those books, it will begin to highlight certain times in that person's life where they might have gone and did other things. They weren't really paying attention to the Lord. They weren't really allowing the Lord to to continue to guide them and direct them. And so they may have just kind of gone and and did certain things that were not necessarily what what they were doing as far as their growing up and their, their, their livelihood was a little bit different or whatever the case might have been. And then you begin to read through those books, and it breaks it down into chapters and, and sections. You know, you have the childhood section, you have the, the early teens, you have the you know, young adult age there, and as they're, they're going through this book, there always comes, in every single one of those books, there always comes a chapter where it begins to highlight a change. Something happened. Something changed in that person's life. Some of them were individuals that were still living for the Lord. They were in church. They were doing certain things, but something changed. And it was no longer that they were going to church. It was no longer that they were known for this, but something changed, and now they were sold out to God. I remember I grew up in church. I mean, my parents got divorced at an early age, and then my stepdad and mother met, and they began to take us to church. And I remember going to the Awana Club. I remember going to all the activities and the church functions and, you know, the, the, the Sunday night singings and all of these many things that were taking place. And then we moved to, to, to Columbus, Georgia from Columbus, Indiana, and, and I ended up getting saved whenever I was 15 or 16. And uh, I remember, you know, up to that point, I was, would have been known as just a, a kid that had grown up in a, a Christian home. I'd went to church. I'd done all these things. And you wouldn't necessarily have said anything really, really bad about me. I wasn't necessarily, you know, I wasn't a disrespectful person to your face or anything like that. I was just, you know, a, you know, a kid who kind of, you know, did certain things, would probably say things you probably wouldn't want said and certain things like that. But then I got saved. And I began to get, get discipled a little bit more and got involved. And I remember going soul winning and all these many things and that were, were, were taking place within the church. And then I surrendered to preach. And you say, oh, that must have been the change. No, that wasn't the change. You see, the, the, the surrender to preach was just God continuing to work. And then I went to, to Bible college. And I remember I was in Bible college and I grew up playing basketball. Basketball was my life and... You know, basketball, I was all in all for basketball and loved it growing up, and I was still able to play while I was in college. I remember my freshman year going, and I was playing in college, and at the time I wasn't a starter on the team in the first couple of games, and I really thought, hey, I should be starting over this guy. I mean, I was mad about it. I was frustrated with it. And I remember going back to my my dorm room my, my freshman year, and I began to read, and I found myself in the book of Matthew. And many of the, the students, whenever I first had come here, uh, many of the students, for the longest time, this was their, their extra credit question. What is my life passage? Can I share with you right this very moment? Miss Lizzie was one of those students, and they never got that question right. 
It was a bonus question. Every single test, about every other day, they were, that question was asked. Uh, I can't remember. I used to give him such a hard time about that. Matthew chapter number 6. I'm sitting in my, my dorm room, and I begin to read this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body... Or if thy, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Verse number 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I was sitting in my dorm room reading that verse. When God began to deal with me and He began to remind me that He did not bring me to a college to, to, to study the Word of God and to, to get the education and to get the training and to be influenced by all these people for me to be giving all of my time and energy to a basketball. You say, that's not what the purpose was here. So you say, oh, that must have been the time whenever God really began to flip and everything changed. You were given at that moment. Oh, I wish I could say that's the moment. But it wasn't the moment. If I were to pinpoint the moment, I remember it was my junior year. And I remember it was a time whenever I was praying at this time what God would have for me to do. I knew that God would have for me to be in the ministry. And I, I'll tell you, I had a love for young people. I love young people. And I love getting around you. Know, I love messing with these young people and just joking with them and cutting up and all these many things. And that was my heart's desire. I remember going to Bible college, and people would ask, and they'd say, hey, what are you going to go and are you going to study? And I'd say, I don't know. I'm going to go there for uh, youth education because that's, that's, that's youth ministry because that's what I, I love. I love young people. I love, you know, uh, messing with, with the, 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 and joking with them and playing games with them and all these many things. I just I love the youth ministry. And so I went for youth ministry, and I served in a, a Bible club. At the time, Brother John was in this Bible club. And uh, we were serving in a Bible club, and in this particular Bible club, you'd walk in, and there were, would be 150 to 200 young people just in an auditorium. And I remember for a, a period of time, we had been meeting in a, a large room, but they had swapped us over to the gymnasium for a couple of, uh, for a brief time. And I remember we had broken up into different sections, and we were dealing with all these young people, and so it made it a little bit smaller. And I remember the first semester of, of my junior year as we were going back and forth to this Bible club. That was the change. God had given me an opportunity to be an RA over a dorm. And I, that's whenever God began to really deal with me on being willing and open to pastor one day. It was then that God began to reveal that, hey, I have a greater purpose for you than, you, than, than what you're even envisioning right this moment. I, ha, I had some small goals and some small plans, but he said, no, 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 throw that out and just say, Lord, whatever it is. First semester of every year, they would have a, a, a missions conference. And I was never, I never felt led or called to the mission field, but missions conferences ought to stir you up. It ought, to, it ought to bring to you a realization that there are lost and dying souls, not just on the foreign mission field, but right in front of you. And it was in accumulation of all of these many things my junior year that God began to reveal to me, hey, I want you. I don't just want a little bit of you. I want all of you. 
Just the other day, I was on my, my phone, and if you're on Facebook, you will see that if you post something, that memories will pop up. And a memory popped up just yesterday. And the memory that popped up was a memory of me making a statement and talking about my basketball coach in college at the time. And I made this statement, and as I was going in, we one of the things that I've shared with you before, but when it came to playing basketball in college was that, that our coach, Dwayne Hickman, he loved basketball, but hey, if he could invest in young men, that's what he wanted to do. I mean, I don't know how many times we had basketball practice where he'd sit us down before practice and we'd, stop, we'd talk for 45 minutes and practice basketball for about 15 to 20. It's just, you know, they were telling you, say, well, that makes sense. This is why you guys were 3 and 23 every year. I'm just saying, all right? But I remember this exact time when I posted it, and it's amazing how it all came out. I posted and I said, I want, I want to, to just say a word about playing basketball here, and I'm thankful for Coach Dwayne Hickman. I'm thankful for him as a basketball coach, but I'm even more thankful for the investment that he tries to make in every single one of our lives. And it was that exact night where he began to deal with having faith in God. I needed that last night. And it was right then and there when my mind went back and I said, man, that, that, that semester, that was it. That was the time when God began to really get a hold of me and said, hey, I want you to be given. I want you to be all in. I want you to, to sell out to me. And I want you to be able to, to, to see what I could do in your life. And I want to see what you are willing to do in all of these many things. If you were to ask my brother-in-laws, they will tell you that I am an all-in or not type of guy. That's just my personality. If I'm buying Under Armour, I'm Under Armour or die. If I'm buying Columbia, I'm Columbia or die. If, if, I'm, if I'm you know investing in something, I'm, I'm all or nothing. But I wonder how many times within our lives, that type of personality, we say, I'm all or nothing. And God says, all right, you're all or nothing. Be all or nothing for me. And you say, that's different, Lord. You see, Lord, I'll, I'll do anything for my children, but Lord, you're wanting me to do this. Is it hard? Lord, listen, I, listen, Lord, I will, I will be as encouraging to people as I can be but Lord, I'm just, I'm not going to serve in, in ministries. Lord, I, you, you're, you're wanting me to use the rest. You, let me get this straight, Lord. You're wanting me for the rest of the days of my life for me to give those days to you? Lord, but what, what if I want to do this? Lord, what, what if I want to go here? Lord, what if I want to have this? Lord, what if I want to invest in this or, or have, have, a, have a, an activity doing this? Lord, what if I want to do this? Lord, you're wanting me to give you the rest of the days of my life so that you can accomplish this and you can do this. And Lord, they, they, you want me to be able to give you my life so that you can show me what you could do with my life? Lord, I already have my life figured out. Lord, I already have a goal. I already have ambition. I already have all of these things figured out. And Lord, I just don't think that that's something that you, you should be asking. Lord, it's just too much to ask for you to say, Lord, I want your life. That's exactly what he's doing. We wonder sometimes, we say, Lord, what, you, you want me to give my life to you to use. And I wonder how many times it's crossed our minds as we make a statement like that or we think something like that. He says, 
I gave my life for you. Is, 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 it, is that not enough? I, I, I went and I, I bled on a cross and I died for your sin and for the sin of the world. And I, I not only died for you, but I died for your family and I died for your friends and I died for your co-workers and I died for your children. And, and, and you're griping right this very moment because I want you to sell out to me and and really watch what I could do with your life. I mean, I don't think you realize I could, I could reach people through you and I could, I could use your talents in this regard and I could use you to do things and accomplish this and, and, and you're griping and you're complaining and you're fussing because, because in my word, I, I want you to sell out and be given to me. I wonder how many times you say, I would never say that. You don't have to say it with your mouth when you live it the way you live it. You see, the statement, actions speak louder than words, is true to some degree. You know, I, listen, I, I love my, my father to death. But as a child growing up, there were times whenever my dad would say, hey, you know I'd do anything for you. And I'd get off the school bus on a Thursday afternoon, excited. My mom would come to me for the fourth Thursday in a row. Hey, your dad's not picking you up tonight. Uh, listen, I, 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 I remember times growing up when people had failed me, but can I share with you that whenever I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, there's never been a moment in my life where I look back, whether I've been in a hard time, whenever I've been struggling, where I say, hey, my Heavenly Father failed me because He never has. He's not capable of doing so. And, and, and sometimes God is saying, hey, I will not fail you. Whatever I'm asking you to do, just realize that I'm going to be taking care of you. I'm going to take care of whatever you have. I'm going to take care of whatever you need. Hey, if I send you here, that's where I want you because that's the best place for you. Hey, if I call you here, if I, if I lead you to do this, hey, just realize that I'll take care of all the questions you have. Can I share with you that as a 23-year-old individual, I did not understand what God had for me. I just knew that God had, had opened a door for me to walk through to Pastor Gateway Baptist Church. And I'll tell you, there were some moments and there were some days and there were some weeks and there were some months where I would say, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> I, I have no business doing this. God, I, 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 I just don't have uh, what it takes. Lord, I can't do this. And he'd, he'd call me every time. And every single time he'd say, just keep going. Just keep going. Can I share with you, I've come to the place in my life where I'm so thankful that on the moments whenever I wanted to say, Lord, I think I've reached the end, that in those moments he said, no, you haven't. Can I share with you one more time, for all our days are passed away in thy wrath, we spend our years as a tale that is told. Every single one of us, as you come to this portion of Scripture, and you ask yourself this serious question and what it means, and you say, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my days? It's a serious thing. It's not a flippant thing. It's not something that you just kind of graze over and say, well, I think I'm going to do this. No, it's a serious thing. That you, as you ask this question and you say, Lord, what, what am I going to do with the rest of my days? And you begin to pray and you begin to seek the Lord and He begins to reveal what He would have for you to do. Can I share with you, in that moment, you have a choice to make whether you're going to obey the Lord and follow His will for your life or you're going to go off on your own little tangent you're going to go off on your own little path and say, hey, I think this is a better way. And God all the while is saying, no, this is what I had for you. It's a serious question. So as you ask yourself this thing, this question this morning, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I would urge you, I would plead with you, I would beg with you to be given.
He sold out. And to say, Lord, I don't know what it is, but yes. Have you ever been sitting in a, in a, in a meeting or you ever been in, in a, a, maybe a service or maybe you had come in contact with someone and, and the Holy Spirit just began to deal with you and said, hey, I want you to do this for them. And you didn't understand why. You just were like, you know, Lord, Lord just, you know, put it on my heart to pray for you this morning. I want to let you know that. The Lord just, the Lord just really, you know, put you on my heart, and I just wanted to get you this and just remind you that, hey, I'm praying for you. You shoot a text message. You make a phone call. You, you, you leave a gift. You send a gift. You just give them a hug, whatever the case might be. And it's in that moment where God begins to reveal why he had you do that because that person looks at you and said, I needed that more than you realize. You see, today I was going through this and I needed that hug. See, I've been praying about this and I felt as though God didn't hear my prayers and then all of a sudden you send me a, a message saying, God put you on my heart and I was praying for you and that reminded me that God does hear my prayers. You see, it's in that moment that God begins to reveal what he was leading you to do, but you didn't understand it. And you begin to ask this question, Lord, what am I going to do with the rest of the days of my life? And God says, oh, just follow me. Be given. Okay, God, but what are you going to do? Just be given. I'll reveal it. All of a sudden, he begins to lead you into certain paths. He begins to open certain doors. He begins to, 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 to have you to do this or have you to do that. And all the while, you're saying, man, when I said I was given, I didn't realize all that God was going to do. I didn't realize that that meant that I had to wait for this period of time. Go with me to the book of Habakkuk for just a moment. In the book of Habakkuk, you think you had to wait. Go to chapter number 1 for just a moment of the book of Habakkuk. In the book of Habakkuk, and listen, we're all somewhere this morning. Every single one of us are, are, are either on the mountaintop, in the valley, we're, in, we're climbing up the mountaintop, we're, we're, we're maybe facing things or we're enjoying things, whatever the case might be. But when you find yourself saying, Lord, I am giving, can I share with you, you're going to face some hardships because the devil's not going to be pleased. As I was laying in bed just the other day, as I was sitting there and just running through my mind all of the many things that I've read, and as I was reading in Scripture and as I was finding myself being encouraged, I was laying there and I was saying, man, has the devil fights, doesn't he? And on Wednesday, as I shared with you, that before that meeting, I was going over to the gas station. I went to the gas station. I got a BioLite and a Gatorade Zero for her. And as I went to ring it up, it was 666. I said, nuh uh. Went and got me a Kit Kat, scanned it too. I mean, just little reminders from the devil saying, hey, I'm there, just so you know. You leave that door open just a little bit, I'm in. I mean, all, all a bunch of little things. I was driving up to. to uh, uh, to my, my son's birthday party and I was spending some time in prayer and, and I had to stop at Walmart and on my way to Walmart I was driving and it was one of those little small towns where it goes from 55 to 40 to 55 to 30 to 55 to, I mean and I can't keep up with it so you know what I did I just held in the 55% or, or, or mile per hour range sure enough police officer comes up whoop, whoop, pulls me over I said okay he pulls me over he says where, 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 are you, where are you headed? I said, well, I'm trying to find a birthday party that my son's at, but I said, I'm not from here, and I'm not familiar with these town, this town. And I said, it was just 55, then it was 40, then it was 55, then it was 30. And I said, I can't keep up with all of it. He said, yeah, I'm talking about in a mile, mile and a half type thing. And he said, all right, let me get your license and your registration. So he comes by, comes back and pick, grabs my license and my registration, and sure enough, gave me a ticket. 
So I need somebody to give me $120 after the service. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But all of that, I mean, I was spending time in prayer and all that happens, and I was thinking, hmm, I didn't get mad. I just said, devil's not, devil's not going to win the battle. And I got frustrated, but I didn't get mad. I said, devil's not going to win. It's going to be okay. Habakkuk chapter number 1. I want you to see this. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. Now, this burden, in its context that is being dealt with here, it speaks of how heavy he was. He was extremely heavy. He's not understanding why God's been so silent. He, he's not understanding what's quite is going on. And so he, he, he's got a heavy burden here. The Bible says, O long, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to do be, behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment, uh, judgment proceedeth. As you go through and you begin to read and you come to chapter number 1 and you see that statement, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. As you continue reading and you go through and you begin to read chapter number 3 and chapter number 3 begins to reveal some things. Come to me with chapter number 3. The Bible says, A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet upon Shigonoth. As you think about all that this prophet is saying and all the, the desire he's, 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 he's given to the Lord, he, he wants to see God work, he wants to see God do something. And as I already made reference to, the Bible says in verse number 17 of chapter number 3, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be on the vines. The labor of the olives shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. I mean, it, it gets worse and worse. And maybe you've been there before where where you you, you said this right here, Lord, I surrendered my life to you, and then this is happening. You thought it. Lord, I told you yes, I surrendered, I was given, I said, hey, Lord, I'll obey you, I'll go through this, and then this happens. You've been there before. And you surrendered. And you were wondering, "Why, why is it that this keeps happening to me? Or why am I going through this? Notice what he says. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hinds feet, and He will make me walk to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer of my stringed instruments. Can I share with you, you don't give yourself to God so that you can find out what He has to give you. You give yourself to God because He's worthy of it. You say, Lord, I want to surrender my all, not because I want... Uh, all of these many things. Lord, it's not because I want to be in the limelight. Lord, it's not because I want to, 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 to do this and for people to know that I do this or for me to be able to experience this. No, 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 Lord, I surrender. I'm given because you're worthy. You're worthy. The theme of my life concerning what I want to emphasize is that statement, He is worthy because He is. If someone were to ask you today, hey, why do you, why do you read your Bible every day? Because He's worthy of it. Why do, you, why do you have to go to church on Sundays and on Wednesdays? Because He's worthy. Why do you, hey, why can you not go to that place? It's not, I mean, one time is not going to be a big deal. Why can't you? Because He's worthy. Well, 
what's the big deal if you if you say this every once in a while and you know because God's word says we're not supposed to and he's worthy. It's not about us because he's worthy. Give yourself because he's worthy. And you say, "Well, what if what if it's not always easy?" Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What what if I thought it was going to be like this, but then all of a sudden it happened like this? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation. Okay, I get what you're saying. You're saying that we should do this, but but what if something really bad happens? I mean, what what if? I mean, what if? You know, I go through something that's just life changing. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation. Can I share with you that last year was one of those moments for us? I mean, try try. Try preaching through the book of Habakkuk, verses 17, 18, and 19, going through all of that, and, and being able to stand up here and say, yet I will rejoice, the God of my salvation. You say, how could you do it? I couldn't. He had to bring me along. He had to show me that, hey, no matter your circumstances, I'm still good. No matter your circumstances, I've, I'm still going to work all these things out. Just give yourself to me. As I reflect on all these many things, and my mind is going 150 different directions, I have so much that I just want to share with you. As you go back to Psalm 90, and you look at these words, For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Can I share with you, I love playing sports, but I don't want to be known when I die for being a great basketball player. I don't want to be known for, for, you know, hitting it the furthest. I don't want to be known for, you know, bench pressing X amount. I don't want to be known for, you know, I don't even want to be known for, uh, you know, preaching the, 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 the greatest sermon ever preached in this church or, uh, you know, walk, doing something or leading the most people. I don't want to be known for all those things. I just want to be known for someone that was given to God. I want to be known by, by, by people that they said, hey, He was just all in on what God had for him. Well, how do you describe him? You know, if if I were to describe him, I'd just say that, man, he just looked to magnify Christ. He was always looking unto Jesus, and he was always wanting to be given to God. It's just who he was. As As he stood and proclaimed the Lord's word, you could just tell that he loved God and loved his word. He was just given to God. What are you going to do with the rest of the days of your life? You say, I'm going to go here, okay? I want to, I want to be able to, to have this one day, okay? Rephrase it. God, what would you like for me to do the rest of the days of my life? He says, oh, I'd like for you first to start by surrendering your life to me. And not just this one time, but waking up every single morning saying, Lord, this day is yours. My life is yours. See with it what you would have. Do with it what you would want. And then I'd like for you to be able to, to just watch me navigate and you just to walk on the path. And hey, it's not always going to be a clear path, but just walk with me. Fellowship with me. Spend time in prayer. Hey, commune with me. Let me remind you that I'm always there. And hey, if I, if I take you and I stop you here to speak to someone, I want you to be obedient and speak to that person. And hey, if I lead you here and have for you to fulfill a task here, I want you to do that. And Hey, if I take you to this place and you say, oh, that's a little bit of a sketchy place, it's a, it's a hard place in the will of God right there, I want you just to be obedient. I'm going to take care of you. 
I just want you to keep walking on that path and realize that I just want you to be given. I just want you to say yes, whatever it is. And watch what I can do. Verse number 12, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That word teach speaks of to make us to know, to count. Speaks of the word number, to prepare, if you would. The word apply speaks of to come to something, to realize something that we may be applied so we can, we can come to realize it in our hearts unto wisdom. As you think about all of these things, and I, I have three messages here, and I just don't know where to, to, to direct, to, to go, but I know this, right, this very moment, that the Lord wants us to understand, if you're going to do anything the rest of the days of your life, just do it for me. Be sold out. Be given. Be, be all in on what I would have for you and, and realize that as serious as this is, it's, a, it's a, a question that's so serious, but it's a specific question today. You have to answer that question. I have to answer that question. As we go tomorrow, we all have to answer it again. In the next day, in the next day. Lord, I wake up tomorrow. Lord, what am I going to do? Well, I want you to be given. I want you to surrender today. Okay. You wake up the next day. Lord, what do you want me to do? I want you to surrender. I want you to be given today. Okay, but Lord, what about next year? No, 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 just live in the present. Live with me now. I'll reveal the future in time. Just stay right here. Okay, Lord, but what about the next? Just be surrendered. Be given. It's a specific question that you have to answer today. And I wonder if you'd answer it willingly, honestly, and say, Lord, if you're not willing to be given to God, reveal that. Say, Lord, I'm not there, but I want to be. If you're willing today to say, God, I want to be all in on whatever you have for me, then I want to remind you of something. He's going to take you places that you never thought he was going to take you. He's going to bring you through things that you never thought you'd go through. He's going to allow you to take part in things that you never thought would be possible. But all the way through, can I share with you, it's worth it. Man, Listen, I wouldn't change a thing about the last five years because God worked and God began to navigate and there were some times whenever I said, man, this is so unpleasant. I don't want to, I don't want to experience this. But God brought me through it. And now, standing on the other side of it, God is using certain things and I'm able to look back and say, man, I didn't realize what He was going to do then, but man, what He is doing now. Praise the Lord. So I ask you this one more last time. What are you going to do with the rest of the days of your life? And I urge you to be given. Sell out to God. You say, I've already surrendered before. Surrender daily. Tell God today, Lord, I'm selling out. I'm giving. Whatever you have, wherever you send, whatever you would have for me to do, wherever you would have for me to go, whatever you would have for me to give, however you would have for me to serve, I'm all in. And watch what He could do. Lord, we do thank You. Lord, I thank You for Your goodness this morning. Lord, so many things running through my mind right this very moment. And Lord, I can't help but just thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for how you've worked and navigated and provided and blessed. And Lord, if I were to go back five years ago, Lord, I've personally grown. Lord, you've brought me and stretched my faith. Lord, you've helped me realize that every step of the way, you'll always be there. But Lord, this morning, you're desiring that all of us would say we'd be given and surrender to you. All in. Lord, we're not promised tomorrow. 
And so, Lord, every single day, may we find ourselves saying, today, we surrender again. We're all in. We're given. Take our church to new heights. Stretch us. Guide us and direct us. Help us to grow in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, also grow as a body of believers. Help us to love each other. Help us to love you. Let you have preeminence. Guide us now. Help us to be all in and be given. Well, thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.